Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. We'll check in with the Notre Dame head coach, Brian Kelly, in an hour from now. And we'll bring back an interview we did six years ago with Alex Trebek, who passed away yesterday at the age of 80. Ross Tucker, our buddy from Westwood One, he'll be joining us coming up. Get his thoughts on the weekend that was in the NFL. Notre Dame got a big win over Clemson Saturday night, but in 2020, the Irish find themselves in an unfamiliar situation. They joined the ACC for this season. Even if they beat the rest of the teams on their schedule, they are probably going to see Clemson once again in the ACC title game. If they lose that, then you know that they probably wouldn't be in the Final Four. And people will say Notre Dame beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. Uh, He was testing positive for COVID, his backup. Uh, was pretty good. DJ Ugilele, he was, uh, you know, still fodder for some Notre Dame critics there because if they lost to Clemson in the ACC title game, they could get boxed out of the college football playoff by three undefeated big conference teams. But I thought that uh, given what was going on with Clemson losing a couple of starters, defensive starters, they limited uh, Travis Etienne. They, you you kind of have to pick your poison with him. You have to say, we're either going to let him run or we're going to let him catch pass, passes out of the backfield. And this was a game Notre Dame has to win. If they lose that game, they're not going to be playing in the uh, Final Four. Fighting Irish and their fans should celebrate Saturday's game, although I would have preferred they didn't celebrate on the field in close proximity with one another. But the bar is higher now. Final Four, shot at a national title, realistic goals for a program that hasn't been in this conversation for quite some time. And I'll go back to a conversation that I had with uh, a source of mine. And at the beginning of the year when Notre Dame and Clemson and I looked at when they were going to meet one another. And I said, if they played right now when the season started and I was told Clemson would be probably at least a 10 point, if not two touchdown favorite at Notre Dame. That was the disparity between the two. Notre Dame has a good defense. They've got a good running game. And Ian Book makes a couple of big plays and Notre Dame can hang with you. 
Usually it comes down to this for me in college football. Offensive line, defensive line, and quarterback. I want to know how good they are. You got a good offensive line, defensive line, and a quarterback. You can play for a national championship. You can at least be in the conversation for that. And Notre Dame was able to go toe-to-toe with Clemson. Granted, they had some defensive players who were out. And, uh, you know, you, you don't have Trevor Lawrence in the game. Uh, but Notre Dame won a game that they had to win. You know, you can't sit there and go, yeah, but they beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. Okay, they did, but they still won that game as a five-point underdog. You know, it's not Notre Dame's fault what happened at Clemson. And Notre Dame, in double overtime, picked up a big win, one of the biggest wins that they've had because Brian Kelly has done a great job in getting those nine wins, ten wins, but you got to beat the top five teams, and he hasn't been able to do that until this past weekend. Uh, Michigan losing to Indiana. Um, you know, that was one of those where Michigan favored by three and a half going into that game. And you thought, boy, they're going to be angry. You know, they just got beat. Uh, you know, they're getting embarrassed. Coaches on the hot seat. And all of a sudden you go, Indiana's not just winning this game. They're handling them. They blew out Michigan. And now you start to hear a little bit more of the conversation of, you know, maybe Jim Harbaugh goes back to the NFL. Because that resume is not stained. With college football, it's not like he's going to leave Michigan and go for another job in college football. If he would leave or be asked to leave, then maybe it's the NFL. But this would be after the season. And, you know, Michigan's on the hook for one more year with that salary with Jim Harbaugh. He's one of the top five paid coaches in college football, I believe. And I don't think they want to just start writing checks, given what's happened with COVID in these athletic departments. And, uh, you know, losing a lot of money with no fans in the stands either. Yeah, Paul. Dan, you're Indiana Hoosiers at Ohio State in two weeks. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Mm. Biggie. Mm, yeah. They're rolling. Well. I know. Well, as long as they're competitive, I think you got to go back to 1987. I think Mike Harkrader was the uh, running back for Indiana. I think he ran for 1,000 yards, but... Uh, I, it's been a long time. Uh, this in for me in Rappaport, Christian McCaffrey, who returned from missing more than a month with an ankle injury, could miss more time. He's got a shoulder injury suffered yesterday, having tests done today. His status this week is very much in doubt. Poll question today, McLovin, what are we going with? I got some more phone calls to get. Which team took the biggest hit this weekend? Your choices were Clemson, Michigan, the Seahawks, or the Bucks. Bucks uh, run away with it, close to 50%. Then Michigan is second. Then Clemson. Then the Seahawks. Okay. Seahawks at Buffalo. Can you give them a little bit of a pass? It's a cross-country yes. trip. Yes, absolutely. How many cross-country trips have they made this year where they play at 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Feels like every other week. By the way, the Pac-12, desperate for eyeballs. And those players getting up, 9 a.m. kickoff West Coast time. USC, Arizona State. And uh, if, great game. But I think these kids were waking up at like four in the morning to have breakfast to be able to play the uh, Arizona State team. I think Herm Edwards had his team up at four in the morning for breakfast and then to go out there and play. But you're just trying to be relevant here. And, you know, they once power USC and here you are struggling with Arizona State. They got a good quarterback. Slovis is a good quarterback. McLovin, you think that he's kind of going to be the guy next year? No, I just, uh, I remember I passed around a a tweet from Pro Football Focus saying uh, Slovis would be the number one pick in 2022, according to them. But I could watch the game and, man, that that didn't seem like an obvious one to me at all. I mean, yeah, he looks like a good quarterback, but how do you know he's like a guy? Yeah, I was surprised because he wasn't highly recruited. I think Kurt Warner was his coach in Arizona and... You know, he wasn't even this. I think there were injuries, and then he ended up being the starting quarterback, but played well in the last couple of minutes there. Problem is, it's the other minutes prior to where, and, you know, it's understandable where you're just starting the season. Normally, you start with a cupcake here Arizona State, USC, and, uh, you know, he struggled. Yeah, McLovin. I tell you who does look like a number one pick. I We were talking about this earlier. DJ Uyangalele. Yes. I mean, that looks like a number one NFL pick if you were going to write like what a description of what a number one pick looks like. Yeah, that's a man. Yeah, he, he's a man when he stepped out on the field. That, that's a, And I know, and I'm going to ask Brian Kelly, how, how do you prepare differently for DJ Uyunglele than uh, you do for Trevor Lawrence? Because to me, it looks like you might 
prepare the same. It, it feels like Trevor Lawrence is a little bit more athletic with his legs than uh, DJ. But that was just, you know, an amateur's uh, observation. Yeah, McLovin. I got an interesting question was raised. Does DJ have small hands, though? Oh my from Paulie. Yeah. Saw some small hand action. Mm. I, I checked my screen, did my quick measure. He looks like a small hand's kind wow. of worried already. Wow. Well, everything does hinge on that. Uyunglele is Samoan for small finger. <laughs> but isn't he the big Cinco, which is five, you know, which maybe is overcompensating. Mm. <laughs> so his hands look smaller because of the backdrop. Uh, okay. Uh, somebody will talk themselves out of drafting him probably because of this kind of conversation here. You know, I don't know if his hands are big enough here. I was listening to Dan Patrick's show and, and McLovin. Wasn't it, wasn't it Phil Sims who quoted you Oh, yeah, to, to Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Because I said, uh, <laughs> I didn't say this. First of all, you forced me as a joke to call Jay Cutler a gay manager to Phil. <laughs> Just as like, because you're messing. And I wasn't even serious. Because Jay Cutler couldn't manage a game to save his life. He was the opposite. And then uh, he said it to Bill Belichick. I, 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 how did he phrase that? Did he, did he, he didn't say. Uh, he, he said something like, uh, some in the media oh, okay. have referred to Jay Cutler as a game manager. Do you agree with that take or something? And McLovin's the only one who did on earth. Uh, and he came back to you like the next Monday. It was like, so he's asked. He like blamed you for like letting that out of the, the hat, cat out of the bag. Uh, celebrate the 2020 E People's Choice Awards, live performances, hottest celebrities, game changing award featuring LeBron James, Russell Wilson, Serena, uh, Simone Biles, Bubba Wallace. The E! People's Choice Awards live hosted by Demi Lovato. That's Sunday on E! Dalvin Cook is not going to be in the MVP conversation. But as, as far as value goes to a team, Dalvin Cook is right there because no player in football has been better. And uh, if you look at 13 touchdowns in eight games, averaging six yards a carry. And because of that, you got Dalvin Cook, they lead with their running game, and then Kirk D. Cousins comes in and just compliments that. Uh, usually it's the other way around in the NFL, but Dalvin Cook, I know they beat Detroit, but they are run, he's running the football, and you know he's getting the football as well, and uh, he's put up some pretty impressive numbers. Here, here's some numbers for you. Um, Patrick Mahomes now has 101 career touchdown passes. He is 25 years of age. Tom Brady and Drew Brees are at the uh, top of the all-time touchdown leader list and at the exact same age as Mahomes is today. So this is when Brady and Brees were 25. Brees had 29 touchdowns. Brady had 27. Patrick Mahomes has 101. That feels like that's a stat. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Chiefs fan, Melissa Etheridge there, and uh, fan of the show. All right, phone calls coming up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, as we always do, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Al in Atlanta joins us. Al, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. I uh, don't really know how to feel this today because, you know, Falcons win, Bulldogs lose, Tommy and the Tucks go down, but it's the Drew and the Aints. Like, it's just not a – it's just a weekend of questioning, but best and worst. Best is as being a member of the hard to pronounce names club. It was great to see Olamide uh, Zacchaeus and Tua Tungvaluwa <laughs> ball out, and even to some a certain descent, uh, percent, uh, Uyunglele. He did well too. But worse is definitely losing Alex Trebek. It's like losing a member of the family, Dan. Yep, every single night. You know, he was there. And what they do is, you will. You know, Alex would work about uh, 50 days out of the year. But you really worked on those 50 days from the standpoint of you go in in the morning and Alex would shoot five shows in a day. And he would do 25 in a week. And just the mental fatigue. I did four shows a day when I did Sports Jeopardy. I was exhausted. Now, granted, I was, we were still doing the radio show We'd get up early and do the radio show, and then i go right to the Sony lot to do Sports Jeopardy. But just the mental fatigue that you have, 
and Alex to do five shows a day. He was a machine. But five shows, and then you would come back the next day and do five more shows. I think that uh, Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak, I think Pat does seven shows a day. The Heat flies in from Annapolis, Maryland. Really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Alex is driving in, was driving in to do Jeopardy. But to do five shows a day is, is exhausting. Just, just you're trying to land planes there with, you know, different categories, the clues, reading them, getting the right answer, you know, pronouncing everything correctly, interacting, you know, with uh, the contestants. And to be able to do that for as long as he did that. Now, there are times when he would make mistakes and they'd go back and then they would be able to edit it. You know, you'd have that luxury of being able to do that. But to do it and do it at that high of a level and have the energy to be able to. He was 80 years of age when he passed away yesterday. To do, and his last show was less than two weeks ago. And to have that energy, yeah, that's, that's Ripken-esque. What he did. Yes, Paul. I always thought that Alex had just enough snark. If someone missed an obvious one, he wouldn't make fun of them or call them dumb. He would just do that little pause like, ooh, ooh it's <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. Or, you know, ooh. he didn't like, he didn't suffer sports, non-sports fans very well. There was one the other day they played yesterday. Um, this man coached the Cowboys in his signature hat for almost 30 seasons. And it's just quiet on the set. Bunch of non-sports you know, people. He goes, that would be Tom Landry. And, and, but he said in a way like, you should know this. But he's just a light snark. Yes, McLovin. I had a debate. Uh, can you teach someone to do what he did? Or is that a God-given ability just to be able to relate to people? Like, like I don't know if you can answer that because it's a similar question with you as a broadcaster. Like, is there a limit? Like, it feels like he's the only person who could do that like he did it. Or is that something where he could teach his successor to do it? I think he was just able to do it and like it's a balancing act, but I think that's just his personality. Um, and I wondered who was going to take his place. Um, and I thought maybe Ken Jennings. Like, I, I don't know. Or do you bring in a woman? Like, you don't want to be compared to Alex Trebek, but whoever comes in is going to be compared to Alex Trebek. And, you know, Alex had mentioned a couple of people uh, to, to replace him or might be people to consider. But I, I have no idea. I would, I would not want that job for a variety of reasons. But, you know, to go in there and try to replace him, because that's somebody who's in your home every night. So they become a family member. Yes, McLovin. But you've been that, you know, you were in my home every night. Yeah, but I, I don't yeah. want to, do, I don't, I would never want to do that. Like to be considered, even to be considered. Uh, I felt was an honor, but there was no way that I would want to do it. And I, I didn't think I could do it. Yeah, McClub. I think you could have, uh, because there's mm. like a, a, you have an ability to relate to people. I think you could have. But. Yeah. Well, we'll never find out. Will we? Why you can't leave. I mean, first of all, yeah. unless there's okay. a room for okay. four day, that's a jeopardy behind the host somewhere. I came in on a Monday and McLevin goes, my, my wife read something about you taking over for Alex Trebek. You're, you're not taking over Alex. I go, no, I'm not taking over for Alex. No, but she read that, and it said that you were uh, rumored to be. And I go, it, it's, it's not true. I, I would not want that. I'd be honored if somebody said, are you interested? But I'm out of the game show industry. I'm, I'm out of the, I don't get any more offers for game shows. Price is right, some of those shows. that I'm done with that. Yes, Eden. thing what where they don't they're not offering you jobs anymore is that like a, you can only say no to so many jobs before they start coming to you again uh, stop coming? yeah i'm i'm i think they know that i'm not interested because there was like two year window there where i was getting the hey would you like to host this and i go no and then you, you got a nice email from wipeout one time i think we came by <laughs> price is right was yeah. the big one yes Tom. i still can't believe the price is right actually made a game show out of your salary which was amazing to me that they were going to give you an envelope and then you'd have to accept the job without knowing what they were going to pay you. It seems insane to me. I know. That's the strangest offer, job offer I've ever received, where they go, we're not going to tell you how much you're going to get paid until you take the job. And I went, that doesn't seem right there. And then I saw that Drew Carey is getting $10 million a year. So <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Why? Why am I doing this now where I could have an easy job like Drew Carey? Yes, McLovin. In that same conversation, someone pointed out it's pretty amazing that Drew Carey was able to take over for Bob Barker because that was a big shoes to fall. I, I, I think a lot of people didn't think he could carry that. Oh, I, th- I think that would be far easier than taking over for Alex because Drew, it, it, that's about your personality. Jeopardy is about getting it right and the pronunciations, uh, just directing traffic. There were so many moving parts when I did Sports Jeopardy, and I'm familiar with 90% of the information and, and you know the clues. Alex had the world, you know, like every kind of category you can possibly think of. And to be able to do it, to be eloquent when you do it, pronunciations, uh, no. I mean, I, I knew the names for most of the, uh, the clues. Alex, you know, might be going, hey, we're going to do a category for Mesopotamia. Like, um, okay, good luck with that. Mine might be, uh, you know, NFC East teams for 500. Like, okay, I get the Yankee greats. Yes, McLove. My favorite, though, in Sports Jeopardy is when someone is just way off the rails, just like you would just stare at them for like eight seconds. <laughs> Be like, what are you doing? Well, yes, but I figure it's different when you go into when it's when it's a sports category. It's all sports. And then you say something that's crazy or, you know, it's not you're not even close. And you go, really? I can't, <laughs> like I could do that if you missed something that had to do with uh, it could be geography. And, you know, Sri Lanka, uh, you know, and then you miss that. It's not like you go, really? I mean, Paulie screwed up Camden Yards. It was a daily double, and I bet pretty heavy on it. And it was some very simple hint. This is the home that Cal Ripken made for himself <laughs> for two decades in Baltimore. It was the easiest one of the round. And I had, it was like the answer was behind the door, and I couldn't get it. And you actually, if you watch the tape again, you go, Paul. <laughs> Which you call me about three times a year, you call me Paul. And I go, I don't have it. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And, uh, 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 and I lost it. <laughs> yes, Todd. I panicked with the, the Giants when the pennants was the answer. And I said, and they're going crazy is what I went with. You gave me definitely a look like, what is that? And you didn't do it in the form of a question. I did not. And I you did. didn't do your buzzer either. I butchered it. Other than that. I, I was convinced that I kept being beaten even on Astros and Broncos questions that my thing wasn't plugged in. During the commercial break, I had the engineer come over to make sure everything was plugged in right under the desk. We we catered questions. When we got together with the, the great research staff at uh, Jeopardy and came up with these clues and they said what do we give for Fritzy and I said Astros and Broncos questions they catered the two categories for you I don't think I got any of them (laughs) I didn't buzz it and then Todd kept complaining that his buzzer didn't work and I said it works and then during the commercial break Todd had the technical staff come over to check his buzzer. The stage manager saw me make some kind of facial expression. Like, what's the matter? I, go, I don't think I'm plugged in. I'm hitting the button and I keep oh, not getting. Oh, you weren't plugged in. That's for sure. Yes, Paulie. The other categories were women of the 80s and Hall and Oates hits. <laughs> How do you lose those? You can't get that. I'm, I'm hopeless. Suggestive posters on a bedroom wall in the 80s. It was Heather Thomas. Yes, yes. It was pretty intimidating, though, being up there on that Jeopardy set. Where you go, this is where they shoot Jeopardy. And you can't hide. You know, you just, if I go to you, and then I go, and your answer, your answer and then you're like, ah. Oh. The lights are super bright, and you're, you're sweating, and you're clammy, and you're like, oh, my God. You just panic. You start forgetting basic things that you should I know. think you were the one that was just clammy. I, I, got, I, was getting, I was getting a little nervous there. Oh, man, when you were giving me that. It, it, I, this doesn't work. This doesn't, it's I'm, not working. I'm pressing it, and it's never, I don't know, how are they beating me every time with the button? But you would squeeze it. You would press even harder. Like, if I squeeze, I somehow am going to get through. Well, I press it, like, repetitively. Like, if I, yeah. maybe the seventh time of the 11 times in a row I press it, that's the one. Yes, McClough. No worse feeling than not knowing Final Jeopardy 2 and just mm-hmm. trying to write something. You have to write it, actually. Yeah. I uh, The answer was Steve Kerr for a second one, and I wrote, scribbled Steve Nash at the last second and tried to tell you that the handwriting was that's Kerr. <laughs> and it was Nash. It's like Cliff Glavin, like the worst is not knowing Final Jeopardy. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. We'll replay the Alex Trebek interview from six years ago. That'll be in a little more than an hour from now. We'll talk to Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach. But up next, our good buddy Ross Tucker from Westwood One. He'll be there with uh, the Patriots and the Jets coming up tonight. Get his thoughts 
from over the weekend on all the NFL items as well. 23 after the hour, back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know if I'll feel this way at the end of the season, but it feels like any team can be gotten in the NFL. Carolina hanging in there with Kansas City. The Steelers, they hold on to beat the Dallas Cowboys. It just feels like Every team is gettable. Seahawks going to Buffalo. I just don't know. If you got a defense that's given up 44 points, are they a Super Bowl contender? I guess they are because it looks like you've got four teams in the NFC that have a chance. Saints, Buccaneers, Green Bay, and probably Seattle right now. But, you know, we still have eight more weeks, nine more weeks to go in the NFL. Tony Dungy just tweeted this. I have an idea for NFL replay of catch or no catch. Get a panel of 10 third graders, let them look at it, and ask them, did he catch it or not? Give them five seconds to respond, thumbs up or thumbs down, I think we would get more consistent results. That's Tony Dungy. 
Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, of course, host of the Ross Tucker football podcast, Westwood One NFL analyst. What do you make of what Tony Dungy just tweeted out about replay? Well, I feel like, Dan, they've done a better job the last couple of years in terms of what a catch is or is not. I feel like I have a little bit better of a grasp of it, but there are always going to be cases that are very difficult. And when those cases come on and you're not quite sure, it's tough to tell, then you keep the, the call on the field. You know, I'll tell you what I don't like, Dan, and I feel like I'm the old guy saying this, that Notre Dame-Clemson game, and I know we're talking NFL right now, but we've gotten to the point where we're replaying seven plays in like a 10-minute period. I mean, I was so annoyed. I was. It, it kills the game. It kills the flow of the game. I know we want to get it right. But when we're replaying seemingly every other play, I mean, that game was like five hours. Yeah. And overtime was brutal with the replays. Just just brutal. Uh, you know what? Let me start there. We have Brian Kelly coming up top of the hour. More likely to play in the national title game, Notre Dame or Clemson? Clemson. Uh, because even if they, if they win the rest of their games, they're going to go. Uh, you know, they're going to get sort of the Trevor Lawrence didn't play Mulligan I still think they'll be one of the top four teams. I still think they'll go. And while I was impressed with some of the things that Notre Dame did, I just don't envision them being able to win back-to-back games against an Alabama type of team. You know, Notre Dame has more talent than they've had, Dan, but you can still see, like, when the Clemson wide receivers are in open space or covered, Notre Dame still doesn't quite have the perimeter speed that the truly elite teams have. They typically have a better O-line, maybe even a D-line that's comparable, but they still don't quite have the same level of overall depth and speed with the skill kids. Let me talk about – let me get to uh, Jim Harbaugh and then we'll go to the NFL because if – I always thought Jim Harbaugh was a college coach. I just thought that he had fun. He was a rah-rah, corny uh, he could blend in. He could be one of the guys and and maybe not relatable in the NFL. Now you get that sense, or at least a little bit of that sense, of maybe the next job is going to be in the NFL, not college football. What do you make of that? I think it's likely, and I think it's because he's never really been able to solve the quarterback dilemma at Michigan. And the irony is, right, is that's why he got so much credit in the first place You go back to Josh Johnson at University of San Diego, Andrew Luck at Stanford, then, of course, with the 49ers, he resurrects Alex Smith's career, Colin Kaepernick, all of that stuff. But yet at Michigan, I mean, they've tried transfers. They've tried all kinds of guys. He has not been able – and I I actually think this kid, Joe Milton, has a chance, but he has not been able to get consistent performance from that position. And here's the thing, Dan. It's not talent. I I follow the recruiting stuff closely – They recruit top 10 recruiting class every year. You look at the amount of guys they've had drafted, the amount of guys that go to the combine for Michigan, it's 15, 20 a year. I mean, they're pumping out a lot of talent. They just haven't quite been able to get a quarterback that can play at a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields type of level. Pac-12 is playing at 9 a.m. local time. How how desperate is the Pac-12? I don't understand this at all, Dan. I'm so glad you brought this up. I think Paulie will be with me on this one. I have said for years, Dan, that one of the group of five conferences or an FCS conference, like, you know, something like with Delaware, William & Mary, you know, Richmond, they should play at 9 a.m. or at least 10 a.m. or 11. Look, the Ivy League game of the week. Let's bring it back to my dudes. The Ivy League game of the week every Saturday at 9 a.m. You can't tell me that there aren't people that wouldn't rather watch that than watch the pregame shows. I think playing at 9 a.m. is fine. I don't understand how it benefits the Pac-12. I mean, if they're playing at 9 a.m. on the West Coast, well, okay, that's noon on the East Coast where there's already a bunch of good ACC games Big 10 games, I don't really see how that benefits them. If I'm Pac-12, I try to own maybe Friday night at 9 o'clock, Saturday night, 9 o'clock. I try to get the late window. They're not going to do any damage in the early window. There should be an East Coast conference, though, either group of five like the Sun Belt or an FCS. 
that play, or at least 10 a.m. Even if you do 10 a.m., that's two hours where you would be the only game on TV, and people still would prefer live sports over a pregame show, no matter how good college game day is. He's Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman and uh, host of Ross Tucker Football Podcast and Westwood One NFL analyst. The Saints last night blew out the Buccaneers because... Wow. Uh, it's not even a question. It's a sentence you want me to finish, and it's yep. because they kicked their butt all over the field. You know, that is, that's one of those games, Dan, where I am very curious to see whether it's just a one-week flush it, doesn't really matter, you know, sometimes that happens, or is it a game where the Saints are able to, to really benefit from that and carry that forward and go on a run here, and conversely, does it affect, you know, the Bucks' confidence? Do they go in the hole after this? I know this, though. There are years – I think it was 1994. You know I grew up outside of Philly as an Eagles fan. I want to say in 94, and you guys can look this up, the Eagles went to San Francisco on like a Monday night game and beat the Niners by 20 – they smashed them. The Niners still won the Super Bowl by 30 points. I mean, it, it, it didn't matter, but – that happens every once in a while. And I think that, that what's really important moving forward is how both of those teams respond from last night. I've been waiting for that Saints defense all year. I mean, they have talent everywhere. I don't know why they haven't been able to play to that level that they did last night. That was awfully, awfully impressive. 40-8 to eight was the final score. That was that Monday night game of the Eagles. Oh, my God. Was it that bad? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And think about that. And Charlie the 49ers Garner. To be Charlie, awesome. Charlie Garner, running back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good. I'm glad. Guy, you got you have some quick stats, guys. Was that McLovin or was that Paulie? I don't know. But that's, anyway. That's Paulie. <laughs> well, here's what I would say about it, though, Dan. It's a good lesson for everybody this morning to not take any one result <laughs> and try to I know, look, I know we're in the media and you gotta talk about it the next day. But to not take any one game, especially middle of the year, and try to extrapolate that for what's going to happen the rest of the season. But, Ross, when did we start this with we got to start talking about the MVP like it's the Heisman after, you know, after the month of September? Who's the MVP? I don't remember doing that until recently. It felt like, hey, if Brett Favre wins it or Peyton wins it and we'll just wait until the end of the season – it feels like this is almost week by week who's going up and who's going down in the MVP race. Why is that? Yeah, it's a good question. And it does seem like it started the last couple of years. I don't remember that when I was playing. I don't know. I, I, I guess, Dan, because it's easy. It's an easy thing to talk about. Who's the MVP? Who's going to win the Super I mean, I, it's something that you can take the temperature of every week. And now Russell Wilson had four turnovers. Mahomes didn't. So now Mahomes is in the lead. <laughs> I don't know. I got to be honest with you. I've never cared that much about the MVP. I I feel like for whatever reason, the Heisman is a much bigger deal than NFL MVP. I don't know why that is, but I've always been more interested in the Heisman conversation than the NFL MVP one. Yeah, but it feels like in the NFL, you're going to earn the MVP, whereas in college football, it's, you know, criteria. Who am I voting for? uh, Best player on the best team. You know, I, 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 I love voting for the Heisman, but it, do, it doesn't feel like it's as scientific as maybe the NFL is. I think that's fair. And I think one, something that's a, a fun exercise is to go back through the Heisman winners over the last 20 years. And you look at some of them and you're like, wait a minute. How did, how did Mark Ingram win over whoever? How, how did he win? Because when you go back and do it, and even if – and I'm not just talking about their NFL careers – you just kind of remember the players in yeah. college, and then you look at their stats, and you think, how did that happen? And usually how it happened is in November and December, the games that are nationally televised, it's going to be the best two or three or four teams, and it's going to go to the best player on one of the best two or three teams, even if Andrew Luck was more deserving than I think. I think it was Andrew Luck and Mark Ingram maybe. You look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck carried Stanford to a – a, a, a big win in the bowl. He was a better college football player than Mark Ingram was that year, but Ingram was Alabama's running back and they were the best team. Yeah. It just feels like they're gaudy stats now for quarterbacks that, you know, you, you, there are players who might be 
the best player in college football may not be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, shocker there that there might be somebody who turns out to be a better football player in the pros. But if you put up these gaudy numbers you're, and you're on a good team and you, you go in the final four, you're going to you're going to have a great chance to win the Heisman Trophy. That's not always the case in the NFL. Well, I think at this point, Dan, I really do. Based on the rule changes at both levels and based on what coordinators have figured out in terms of the RPOs and the zone read and some of the things you can do to really put defenses in a bind, I'd be surprised if there's an NFL MVP or a Heisman winner over the next 10, 20 years that isn't a quarterback. Yeah. When's that going to happen? It's, it's not going to – I mean, look at the top five for both awards this year. It's Russell Wilson, Mahomes, blah, 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 maybe Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. In college football, it's field. I, I'm not sure, Dan, when the next time we'll have a non-quarterback win either one of those awards, to your point. Yeah, I'm with you because let's say Barry Sanders was playing now and rushing for 2,300 yards, which is what he did. Is that enough – and, you know, he, he wasn't on a national title contender. He was on a good team. Like Delvin Cook at Florida State was awesome. But, and awesome in the NFL. But he's not, you're not playing for a national championship. And it's rare when we single out a running back or a wide receiver anymore. Or defensive yeah, I mean, Yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas set the record for catches in a season last year on an awesome team. And nobody really, so in the NFL, We've gotten to this point where if you're Christian McCaffrey or Michael Thomas and you have a great statistical season, somehow that puts you in the category for offensive player of the year, <laughs> but not MVP. But then the MVP is an offensive player, but he's not the offensive player of the year. I mean, we've totally screwed this up. I'll give you another one, Dan. Nobody's talking about Big Ben for MVP because he's coming back from injury. So we've already put him in the comeback player of the year bucket. <laughs> He's in the comeback player of the year bucket. Oh, yeah, give that to Big Ben or Alex Smith. Don't even talk about him for MVP. It's a joke. Good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for joining Always. us. We'll talk to you soon. Always. All right, sounds good. That's Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Ross Tucker, <laughs> football podcast, Westwood One NFL analyst. He's one of my favorite guests. Just MVP? Because, like, he's, he's passionate, uh, Ivy League guy. It just feels like he gives you an honest answer there. That's good stuff. All right, we'll come back. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Brian Kelly, top of the hour. We'll bring back our interview with Alex Trebek from six years ago, passing away yesterday at the age of 80. Your phone calls, best and worst, after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So where the uh, former Astros GM, Jeff Lunau, is suing his team, calls the sign-stealing punishment negotiated result... Uh, He's suing the team for breach of contract. The other baseball news, Justin Turner was not disciplined, not fined. The Dodgers, not disciplined, not fined for the uh, post-Game 6 World Series celebration where Justin Turner came onto the field. Uh, I was told by a source last night that uh, this was just the commissioner placating the Players Association, didn't want to get involved in, you know, something that was a uh, drawn-out, protracted. They buried the story because they released it on Friday late afternoon that they wanted it to go away with uh, what was going on with the presidential election, college football, pro football, zero punishment there. And I was told that this is just a, we're going to play nice with the Players Association. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everything they did with uh, COVID getting this season uh, through. And uh, that's why they weren't going to go after Justin Turner. But uh, that was what I heard from a source yesterday. Jeff in Detroit joins us. Then we'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? Hey, what up, though? One time for chat row. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best is going to be with the election season over. We got a new president-elect. I can go back to hating people for who they root for opposed to who they vote for. I am so happy that it's pretty much over with. And I'm sure every American out there is wondering the same thing that I am. What the hell is going on up in Ann Arbor, Michigan? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We get beat by Indiana. And then the Lions, they just – the Lions defense couldn't corral a couple of kids in the candy store, Dan. It's pitiful. It really is pitiful. But luckily, I'm a football fan. I'm just thankful that it's so much football to look at, man. And, hey, you know, keep on trucking. I'm looking for Harbaugh, honestly. I would love to see him in a uh, Lions outfit. I would love to see Harbaugh come on over and take over the reins of of, uh, the Detroit Lions because I honestly believe that he would do better than Matt Patricia. They just quit playing for him. All right, Jeff, thank you. Let's go around the room. Best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. Best of the weekend, Michael Penix Jr. leads now 3-0 Indiana to a 38-21 win over hapless Michigan. 342 yards, three TDs, no picks. Worst of the weekend in anything but Happy Valley. Maryland takes care of Penn State 35-19. Nittany Lions haven't started a season 0-3 since 2001. Fear the turtle. That was one of those where you went, wait, what? Penn State lost again? Penn State loses in crushing fashion to Indiana. Then you lose to Maryland? And you lost handily? Although Tua's brother can play. He's good. He's fun. Starting quarterback at Maryland. Uh, McLevin, best and worst. Uh, best, I'm going to go Bills quarterback Josh Allen. I thought we were all off the Josh Allen bandwagon. Then he comes back and just like torches the Seahawks. So confused there. Worse, and I don't even know if it's worse. It's kind of funny. The Chargers finding a way to lose Unbelievable. a heartbreaker every week. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Justin Herbert has been great. But, you know, that falls on the head coach to Anthony Lynn. Yeah, McLevin. But does it matter, though? I mean, in a well, way, it might matter for his future. Yeah, but it's like a re, you know they lost Erwin James, lost 
They've lost some guys. Yeah, I know. Get a high pick, another star in there, maybe. This is a team that's talented enough to still be in the playoffs, Chase. They should be. They really should be. Yeah, a ton. Does Philip Rivers feel any sense of redemption? Not that he wants his former team to do poorly, but that was one of the knocks on him, that they were losing a lot of close games with him. And even with him not being there, the same thing is still happening to the Chargers. Well, he lost yesterday. Yeah, but as far as the Chargers' standpoint, it's like, oh, we need a nice new young quarterback so we can find a way to pull out these close games, and it's still happening even without Rivers under center. He doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to be looking back vindictive. I I don't think so. But thank you, Tom. Yes, he. he uh, yes, McClellan. I was going to say, he wasn't looking at the 30-yard line when it jumped up and tripped him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yes, he. <laughs> Your reactions sometimes are so funny. <laughs> what, to Todd? You go, well, he lost yesterday, so. It's like very Bill Belichickian. <laughs> I, I, but I sometimes Todd will say something. I, I have no idea. We'll, I'm about to say he was would be celebrating a Chargers loss. I know his team lost with the Colts, but in the Charger in his last couple of years with the Charger days, there were all, all these stats about how they keep losing these close games with Rivers. Maybe he's washed up. It's time for another quarterback. So they got a nice new young quarterback, and they're still losing these close games. I thought that was a valid point. Thank you, Todd. Um, Seaton, I'll have to wait for you and Paulie uh, next hour. Todd took up all the time. I apologize. What, Paulie? I wanted to follow that. You did? That was a great setup. <laughs> I got a crush. I think we uh, got that all cleared up. Philip Rivers. Looking back at the Chargers. Same old Chargers. Yeah, same old Chargers. Same old Philip Rivers. Final hour coming up. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly in about 10 minutes. And we'll bring back our Alex Trebek interview. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.